Now, before we get to the to today's message, uh, let me also give you a personal testimony. Now, this took place on Friday, 19th January 2018, at about 7:30 p.m. Uh, that was the day the church council was having its church council meeting. We had just finished around 7.15 or so. And uh, I was trying to talk to Pastor. And I was trying to give uh, Pastor Abraham a prayer request for my family and myself. Uh, you see, it was about getting a U.S. visa for a trip that we proposed to take shortly. Our main concern was not really about our visas, though we knew that we had to trust God and we needed prayers for our visas, but more important was our daughter's visa. Uh, now, everybody told me, everybody I spoke to, including travel agents, told me that our daughter did not have a chance of getting a U.S. visa from here. She is not a resident, and without a resident card, they're not even going to let you into the embassy. Uh, that was a dilemma we were facing. So they said the safest thing is to try for it in India. Now, Chennai is not the easiest place to get a visa. A young woman, single, qualified, is enough reasons for not getting the visa. And that's what we were battling, actually. Uh, we didn't want to, to have her go through that uh, situation in Chennai and then probably being told, sorry, you are not getting a visa. So we finally decided, my wife and I, we said, no, let's give it a shot. We went to the U.S. Embassy website to find out if there is anything that states that we shouldn't apply for a visa for my daughter. And it didn't say so. It said anybody can apply for a visa. Though if you are a resident, you have a better chance of getting a visa. If you are not a resident, you are encouraged to apply for the visa from your home country. This is the statement. Okay, it doesn't say you should not apply. And that was what I was trying to tell Pastor. I was trying to tell him, can you please pray for us? I have this big story, which is what I just mentioned now. Uh, but I was not able to get it out to him. I just tried, and it just wouldn't come out. Okay, because the only thought which kept interrupting my words was, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Those were the words which kept popping up. And so every time I just tried to tell pastor, these words would come in and my, my flow would go, and I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So at the end of it, I just told the pastor, uh, we are likely to be traveling to the U.S., so I will not be available for a couple of Fridays sometime soon, in the next couple of months. So please bear it in mind that I'll be traveling. This is what I ended up telling Pastor. My prayer request was entirely different. Okay. Uh, and so we went. It went along. My daughter came. She came on a short visit the last time that she was here. We ended up at the U.S. Embassy. And lo and behold, they asked us for the resident card. The three of us have resident card, we put that one. And for my daughter, we put out her other card. So the lady, she's an Omani lady at the counter, she looks at it and says, what's this? 
Then she herself answered, before I could answer, and I get tongue-tied. So she herself answered, oh, Indian resident card. She kept it there, she said, right, go inside. Step one cleared. Okay, so we were allowed to enter for the visa interview. We went and sat there, and a couple of minutes later they called us. Of course, the fingerprinting, all that went along. And then they called us, and the four of us uh, kind of jammed ourselves into that very small cubicle. Uh, it is tough, especially considering that we are not on the smaller side. Okay. Uh, but yet we managed to stand within that cubicle. And I suppose the guy on the other side of the counter also saw that. He kept us there for exactly 90 seconds, asked us three questions, and then said, collect your visas after two days. The lesson for us then, and it's a lesson that God has been drumming into my family, into myself, into all of us, many times is simply this. There is simply nothing too difficult for the Lord. Okay? Any situation, every situation, just turn to the Lord. And if we can only do that, this place will be filled with testimony after testimony after testimony. Because there is nothing too difficult for the Lord. And so I just give glory to God. God is totally marvelous. Now before we continue, I want us to take this beautiful hymn. It's a timeless hymn written by John Samus. It was written in 1887, 131 years back. I'll ask Brother Matthew to lead us. It's Trust and Obey. Salud all When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the sky, but it smile quickly rises away. Not a doubt or a fear, not a sigh or a tear, can abide while we trust and Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, 
chapter 4, 35 to 41. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves bet into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, 
peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord Father, for this time. We know, Lord, that your presence is mighty in our, pre- in our midst. And it's you who's going to be ministering unto us this day, Lord Father. Father God, even as we read from your word and try to understand your word, Lord Father, we pray, Lord, that you will open up our minds of understanding, Lord Father. And it's you who's going to minister unto us, Lord. Father God, where change is needed, bring change, Lord Father. Where encouragement is needed, encourage us, Lord Father. Where hope is needed, give us that hope, Lord Father. Where love is needed, give us love, Lord Father. Father God, in every situation, take charge, Lord. We surrender ourselves into your hands, Lord. Meet us at our points of need, Lord Father. And Father God, as we walk out of here, in a short while from now, Lord Father, Father God, let us walk out as victorious people, Lord Father. Victorious, knowing that it is you who's done it and done it again. Father, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a very well-known passage. There's uh, something that uh, we have read time and time again. It's something that uh, we probably know in elaborate detail. But the point that we have right here is this. The disciples who were there at that particular point were simply faced with an impossible situation. That situation was impossible for them. They just didn't know what to do. They were in the midst of a terrifying storm. And what were they going to do? They had no clue. These are fishermen. Boating was not a strange thing to them at all. They would be used to storms of different kinds. And here they were in the midst of that lake and a huge windstorm came and they didn't know what to do. And that's so true of so many of us. We are all intelligent people. We are all capable people. Time and time again we know, we hear of all the good things that happen to us at our jobs, our promotions, our increments, our various things. You can't be an unintelligent person to get promoted. You can't be a person with an IQ of single digit to get your increment. We are intelligent people. And we face various situations at our job site. We face various situations that we try to tackle. And very often we do. Just like the fishermen would have done. Storms was not strange to them. But here they were. In a violent windstorm. They just didn't know what to do. And so there are times when we don't know what to do. We are suddenly faced with situations. Situations which we might have been able to tackle to a small extent at some point. Suddenly it's way beyond us. Whatever we try, fails. Whatever we attempt, no chance of success. We are going deeper and deeper into the stormy waters. 
It happened to the disciples. It happens to us. The disciples were believers. They had walked with the Lord. They had talked with the Lord. For days on end, they learned at his feet. They sat and ate with him. They were not strangers to, to Jesus Christ. They knew who he was. And yet they were terrified. Now so many of us here are believers. Well, I hope so. Okay. But yet there are times when we are terrified. There are storms which hit us on and off. But there was one thing that the disciples knew. They tried what they could because they did not want to disturb the master. The master had had a busy day. He had preached to people right across the day. He even had to sit on a boat and preach to people. So he was tired and he was there at the stern end of the boat, sleeping. But at some point the disciples knew their only hope was there at the stern. They had to call upon him. They knew there was nothing else they could do. Their only answer was right there in the boat with them in the midst of the storm. And so they called him. Because they knew at that particular point that he, the master, the Lord Jesus Christ, was the only possible answer they could get. He would bring the solution. And so what happened? We realized that Jesus Christ just said three words. Peace, be still. And the storm quietened down. Look at ourselves. Running from one pillar to another pillar. From one storm to another storm. Hit by something here, there, everywhere. And we cry and scream. Well, the answer is very simple. Go to the Lord. He is the only answer. I can't solve your problems. You can go to Brother Jignesh. He may sing with you, but he can't solve your problems. Am I right, brother? It is only Jesus Christ who can solve problems. So why do we run, helter skelter? Because our only answer is Jesus Christ and we need to recognize that. We can get hit by different kinds of storms. And I don't know what kind of storm you are facing right now. Okay, I don't know what kind of storm you're facing right now. It may be the storm of a lost job or the threat of a job loss. It is a stressful situation. It is something that we don't know how to tackle. We are used to being in jobs. We are not used to losing jobs. And suddenly you are faced with that situation. For the last few weeks, I have stopped going to our coffee room in our college. Now, I am a coffee drinker. And I love my coffee. So, if I come to your house, please give me coffee. Okay, I love coffee. Okay, no sugar, no milk, please. Okay. 
so I always go to the coffee room to drink coffee. But the problem in the coffee room is we have people who sit there and the only thing they look at is the newspaper. And the first page of every newspaper for the last couple of weeks has been 25,000 jobs. 18,000 jobs here. 14,000 jobs here. 5,000 jobs here. So everybody is panicking. Ministry of Health. Where, what's happening? How many jobs are going to be lost? Okay. You go into that room, there is a negative atmosphere. Everybody is talking about job loss. I'm not worried about job loss. Because my job loss is not dependent on that newspaper. My job is dependent on him. If he wants me here, nothing from the newspaper is going to change it. If he doesn't want me here, I have to go. As simple as that. Where he takes me, it's up to him. Okay. So, but sitting in that coffee room, the coffee starts tasting bitter because everybody is bitter. So I go quietly before everybody enters the coffee room. I grab my coffee and I come back to my office. And I sit there quietly. Usually students come and they keep disturbing me. But at least they are not bitter. Okay, they probably keep bargaining for a few marks. And I like bargaining. Okay, so I have a good conversation with these guys on half a mark, quarter mark, everything. And it gives me great pleasure in denying them that mark. Okay. So there is always the storm of a job loss. And some of us may be going through it. For a, a believer, for one who says that he or she knows the Lord Jesus Christ, there is no such thing as job loss. Okay. That is a circumstance. That is a situation. That's all. Okay, God has a plan. Okay, that's all we need to recognize. Okay, let's not focus on the job loss or the threat of a job loss. Let's focus on He who can give us better jobs. Okay, because by holding on to something that maybe God doesn't want us to have, you are not allowing God to give you something better that He has in His hands. Trust God. Maybe you have... The storm of a financial ruin. Bad planning. Messed up uh, strategies. Twenty years back before coming here, my finance was in ruins. I liked the story of King Midas, or Midas, or whatever you pronounce that. Everything he touched turned to gold. Oh, that was a nice fairy tale. Because everything I touched turned to dust. It was not gold dust. So these storms are always there. I didn't have to face the storm of financial disaster after coming here. I faced it back home. Wherever you go, financial disaster storms are always possible. Okay, there is no place that is immune to bad strategies, bad planning. This can happen anywhere. But the one who can get us out of it, the one who can prevent us from getting deeper into financial ruin, is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because turn to Him, put the situation across to Him, and He's going to give you the answer. He's going to give you the strategy. 
He's going to tell you how to do financial planning. Whatever financial planning I've learned now is not from financial experts. Let me tell you that. I've learned it from men of God who have quoted scripture. Okay, if you can't find your financial plan in this book, you are making a big mistake somewhere. The answer to every financial disaster, the solution is here. They will, it will tell you how to do it. Okay, turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, it might be a, the storm of a financial situation which is affecting you right now. It might be a storm within your marriage. We had this marriage seminar and we had the feedback. A lot of people were blessed by the marriage seminar. But being an educationist, I'm an education. I'm more interested in the feedback. Because the feedback tells me something else. The feedback tells us that we need more of this. So what does that mean? You are in trouble. Your marriage is in trouble. And so you want more of that in order to try to solve it. So, believe me, there are families in our church who are families in church and independent workers in their houses. Husbands and wives living under the same roof, talking only in this, within these four walls. Putting on a good face over here, but not there. You know who you are. You know the situation within your families. Okay, let's not close our eyes and think that everything is hunky-dory. TBLF has got the best believers. TBLF has got the best families. Everything is fine. Sorry, it isn't. It isn't. There is the storm of marital discord. And maybe you're going through it. But if you have recognized it, and if you desire to get out of it, the solution is to go to the one who created marriages. I had a colleague when I was working in India. And at one point he came and told me that he wanted to be a marriage counselor. And he was basically a microbiologist. And I was wondering, why do you want to become a marriage counselor? Because I know his history. He's been married and divorced three times. He said, I have experience. I said, you have experience in divorce. You don't have experience in marriage. So do you want to be a divorce counselor or a marriage counselor? He wanted to clone himself. He was very interested because he didn't have a child. So he said, no, I'm very unhappy with all these women who come into my life. But I want to have a child. So that was when, you know, that sheep dolly was being cloned. So he said, I really want to get a child, a male child, that too. And I will give him my name. Okay, from my sin. I said, you're crazy. And that's the guy who wanted to be a marriage counselor and people were going to him. Okay, Jesus Christ is the answer to any storm. Maybe you have a problem. There's a problem between parents and children. It's not new. It is not new. 
you read the story of Cain and Abel. Two brothers had problems. The first two brothers, they had problems. Now brothers have problems with each other. Sisters have problems with each other. Parents have problems with children. David, King David had to run away from his son. His son was uh, attacking him to kill him. So you see, pair problems, storms between parents and children is not new. But that doesn't mean that we live in it and say, well, it's not new. King David also had the same problem. So I'm like King David, I'll also have the same problem. Jesus Christ has given us the solution. He said, come to me. Okay, come to me. Put your problems across to me. Let's talk it over. I'll give you the solution. Jesus is the solution to every storm. And if that storm of a discord between parents and children is there, stop it right now. Go to God. Go to God. It is no pleasure for parents and children to be having discords. That is not how a family should be. Sort it out. Okay, go to God. That's the storm he will deal with. There is no storm that he cannot deal with. And he is in the boat where you are. He is right there. You are in a rocky boat. He is in that boat, just like he was when the disciples were in that rocky boat. Jesus is there, but he's waiting for you and me to call him. Till the disciples called him, Jesus was sleeping. But he was in that boat. He was not far away. He was right there. So in your family, if you are a believer, if you are a born again believer, if you say that you have accepted the Lord as your personal saviour, He is with you. You have the storm chaser with you. Chase every storm away. You don't need to experience it. Just chase it away. Okay. Because Jesus Christ is there with you. Okay. That's what it means to be, to live life more abundantly. You don't need to face the battle. You need to hand over the battle. It's Jesus Christ who's going to solve the problem. He's going to take over. He's going to take charge of the situation. Because Jesus is right there in that boat with us. It might be a storm of sickness. Ill health. And it's becoming worse. The lifestyles we are leading. I'm telling you, every hospital, every doctor is laughing his way to the bank because we are sick people. And we live that kind of life. So there may be a storm of some sickness or the other that we are going through. We get ourselves into trouble. Okay. We have heard two testimonies today of healing. What more do you want? Why do you want to be a very sweet person? You know what it is to be a sweet person? Diabetes. Why do you want to be a very sweet person? Okay, tell God. God, restore my pancreas. It's enough. I'm tired of being a sweet person. I want to eat sweets. I want to enjoy the paisam. I want to enjoy the gulab jamuns. 
I want to enjoy the laddus. Okay. It's a storm of sickness. But we just need to go to the Lord. Okay. One type of other, one type or other of sicknesses, okay, we don't need to carry it. But we don't need to run helter-skelter. The answer is right there. Any storm, we, God is in the boat with us. Call on Him. You see, I may not be able to give you answer to every problem that you have. Pastor Abraham won't be doing it. Pastor Lakin won't be able to do it. None of us will be able to give the answer to every situation that you, you, you need a solution to. But what I know is simply this. The answer to every solution is Jesus Christ. And all you need to do is call on Him. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Is there anything that is too difficult for Him? Test Him out. Check Him out. Don't assume that this is too difficult for the Lord, so I will carry this burden to Calvary. He's done the job already. He's carried it already to Calvary. You and I don't need to carry it. Okay. He can do it. Now all we need to do is put our hands in His hands and say, Lord, lead me forward. I just surrender myself to You. I submit myself to You. Take the driving wheel in my life. As long as the disciples were trying to solve the problem themselves, the boat was still rocking. But when they handed over to Jesus Christ, the sea became calm. Hand over the driving wheel to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hand over the accelerator to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hand over the brake to the Lord Jesus Christ. Very often we hand over the accelerator and the brake, but we hold the steering wheel. Okay. I have a faint suspicion that we think that Jesus, because he was here 2,000 years back, probably has a vision problem, and so he's not able to see the road properly, and so we have to hold the steering wheel for him. Not true. Just hand over the steering wheel to him, and he will take over. All we need to do is rejoice. Okay, rejoice. Because when Jesus says, peace, be still, that storm in your life is history. Okay, don't even... You can talk about it once during your testimony. After that, it's history. Okay? Rejoice. See, that's the awesome God we have and that's the awesome God we need to put our trust in. Okay, we don't need to uh, worry much more about that. In Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, God says, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Two chapters later, Isaiah 43, verse 1, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. 
See, this is what Jesus is telling us. This is what God is telling us. Fear not, for I am with you. So my take-home message this evening is very simple. It's simply this. Trust God. Do not doubt Him. Do not doubt Him at all. Just have faith. If God says that He's going to do it, He's going to do it. We just heard that God is not a liar. God cannot lie. That is a privilege that you and I have. Okay, God cannot do that. But don't take it as a privilege because the Bible tells us that liars are bound for hell. Okay? So, God cannot lie. And if He has said that He will do it, and He has already, already told us, come to me, ask what you want, it shall be done unto you. Children, do you want wisdom? Talk to God. Talk to God. Who is the one who gives you wisdom? Who is the one who can make you understand what you have to understand? I sometimes look at my son's books. books. Believe me, I can't understand anything. I don't know how he understands. But God understands. So if, if he needs to understand what is written in the textbook, his only facilitator has got to be God. Turn to God. Talk to God. God. Tell God. God, I don't understand this. A plus B is equal to C. I don't understand that. I never understand how A plus B is equal to A squared plus B squared or whatever it is. Okay. God knows algebra. God knows trigonometry. Ooh, that's a tough word for me to say. Okay. God knows physics and chemistry. How do you think he created the universe? If he did not know physics and chemistry. God knows biology. That's why you and I are sitting here. Because God knows how to put things together. God knows everything. God knows economics. God knows psychology. Okay, what are the subjects that are there? Okay, think about them. God knows it all. Okay, so children... Don't stress yourself out. Does not mean that you shouldn't study. Okay, that's important. Do your part. Do your part. Very important. But at the end of the day, wisdom comes from God. Turn to Him. Talk to Him. God has said that you will be the head and not the tail. But there is a precondition to that. If you are obedient. So you need to be obedient. We all want to be the head and not the tail, but we don't want to be obedient. Okay? So let's just be careful about this. That, that's a storm that children face during exam time. What's going to happen to me? Nothing's going to happen to you. You're going to do great. Trust God. Do your work. Study well. Trust God. Everything's going to be fine. Okay? I told you, 20 years back, my family and I were facing... Immense financial difficulties. God lifted us up from ruin. Two years back, from this very pulpit, you heard me say that I was in immense pain and could not stand straight. The day I stood here, I was actually bent over. God restored my health. 
This month, I was not sure whether we would get our visas or not. God did it. Okay. The secret is simply this. And God is impressing that upon us time and time again. Trust in me. Believe in me. Have faith in me. And you shall get your answer. Behold, nothing is impossible for the Lord. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27, this is what we read. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God is asking that question. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? And a few verses later, Jeremiah 33, 3. God himself gives us the answer. He says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So shall it be for us in Jesus' name. When God promised Abraham a son and Sarah laughed, God asked, is there anything too difficult for the Lord? This is Genesis 18:14. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. Finally, I'll ask our leaders to come forward right now. And as they come forward, ready to pray with you, I want to leave you with these words of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus says this, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you. See the turn of words here. In the Old Testament, Jesus says, nothing is impossible for him. But now he turns it around and says, If you have faith, nothing is impossible for you. You and I can do it. All we need is faith. Look to the Lord. There is nothing that he cannot do for us. And as a child of the living God, there is nothing that you and I cannot do. We are not a powerless people. We are a powerful people. We have dynamite in us. Let's not whimper. It's time the church exploded and showed what it is to serve the Lord. What it is to believe in the Lord. What it is to trust the Lord. Every one of us should walk with our heads held high and not be worried about what's happening on this side or that side. That doesn't matter. The Bible tells us in many places these things come to pass. It doesn't come to stay. It will come to pass. Let it pass. Watch it like a movie. Let that happen. So this evening, if you wish to join your faith 
with that of a man of God who will be standing here. Please come forward. And as you pray, in unity of faith, believe that that mountain shall be flattened in Jesus' name. Okay, come with faith. Come with faith. Faith moves mountains. Whatever storm there is, whatever mountain there is in front of you, combine your faith with that of the man of God standing in front. Okay, and see the mountain flattened. That shall be your portion in Jesus' name. And next month, you will all stand here with testimonies. That's what I would like to see. Alright? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord Father, that you are truly an awesome God. Father, with you nothing is impossible, Lord. All things are possible. But Father God, give us that faith, the faith as little as a mustard seed, Lord Father. So that as we come, Lord Father, as we talk to you, Lord Father, we come to you in faith, Lord Father, knowing and believing that you can do it for us, Lord Father. Father, we put our hands in your hands, Lord Father. Lead us forward. Lift us up from the difficult situations we are in, Lord Father. Help us to be overcomers, Lord Father. And Father God, be glorified in our lives. Take over our lives, Lord Father. Father God, we don't want to live these whimpering lives any longer, Lord Father. We want to live lives of victory, Lord Father. We want to live like children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Father God, you have put that royalty into us, Lord Father. Help us to live that life right here on this earth, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is the time for you. If you wish to come forward to be prayed for, please do come forward. Somebody take the first step and you will be prayed for. Okay, you can join your faith with the man of God. I'm going to invite a couple more brothers to join us in front, praying for the people. Uh, Brother Norbert, would you join us? Brother Emmanuel Marcus, would you join us?
to God for the victory he has given you for again 
He has put a greater faith in you to believe that with God, that your case is possible. With God, it's making way for you where there seems to be no way. With God, that sickness has been terminated already. Be exalted and give God praise. Don't go ahead and worship Him. Give Him praise. Exalt His name. Thanksgiving is the root for you to get out of that, that mess the enemy has put you. So you need to give God thanks. Give Him praise. Appreciate it because He has done it already. So let the weak say, I am strong. Begin to declare you thank God because you are strong already. Begin to appreciate God because of the victory He has given you. Lord, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. Lord, we give you all the glory. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Thank you for job. Thank you for healing. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for success. Thank you for victory. Thank you for lifting. Thank you for testimonies. We return all the glory unto you. Hallelujah. He has done it for me. He has done it for me. He has done it for me. He has done it for what my father cannot do. He has done what your company cannot do. He has done it what doctors cannot do. He has done it for you. And that is your testimony. Because what they cannot do, my God has done it for you in the name of Jesus. So please don't forget tonight, you are coming next month to come and say, that which looks impossible, my God has made it possible. I want to believe you are coming to share that testimony. Shout hallelujah! Shout hallelujah! Shout hallelujah! You know what God said? The same way Israelites shouted hallelujah, and the wall of Jericho fell down flat, that your issue has fallen down flat in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead and put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we want to thank you. Indeed, we are grateful. Thank you because you have prepared us already for the month of March. Because you have declared a month of possibility. A month of possibility. A month of possibility. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you for your son that you use tonight. Pray that Lord you will release your grace, even the greater dimension upon him and the household in the name of Jesus. And every one of us, by this time next month, we shall all come to testify of answered prayers in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I agree with every leader that has prayed here tonight. Lord, whatever we look unto you for, it is done already in the name of Jesus. 
thank you, Holy Spirit. We return the glory unto you. As we go, let your presence go with us. Take us and bring us back safely on Friday with testimonies in the name of Jesus. As we move on to that month of March, Lord, every one of us, we are marching forward on every side in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's share the grace together in fellowship with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our bountiful harvest is sure as we commit to tirelessly labor for souls. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name.